This is the West Coast Project Podcast on Better Call Saul, and we're doing Breaking Bad flashbacks. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello. We're up to 510, Kelly, buried. Oh, the, the excitement is getting overwhelming. So, Kelly, from Fun Facts, any fun facts for this one? Well, this one was written by Tom Schnauz, which, as we know, went to school with uh, Vince Gilligan. And it was directed by Michelle McLaren, who won an Emmy uh, for her directing. Um, so, if, right in the beginning, when, you, when we jump in where we see the, um, I guess it would be a jump back, a flashback, uh, of the old man coming out of the house where there's the money, uh, he's a Broadway singer and dancer named Michael Davis. I never would have guessed that by looking at that guy. Yeah, that's the last thing you think of when you see that guy. I know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so what would you call that? It's kind of a continuation, right? Jesse was kind of tossing his money around last time. But um, I guess it's early morning, middle of the night, early morning. And this guy finds cash and he kind of follows the breadcrumb trail of cash through the neighborhood and sees Jesse in the park on the on the merry-go-round just kind of spinning aimlessly yeah Um, they wanted to do an homage to x-files because if you remember in the beginning how creepy it was where he sees the blinker going but you can't tell it's a car yeah looks kind of like a spaceship yeah cool it's a cool shot they've used this shot before it looks like the crawl space shot and they've used it with waltz and um in the in the oncology center Mm -hmm. kind of shot the spinning around so was Kelly, was there any part of you that was sad about Jesse losing this money, just throwing it away? Yes, it was depressing. I, I mean, it's just even though it's blood money and he, you know, he hates it or whatever, it's, it's an awful waste for everything he's gone through and all the people have died to just throw it aimlessly out a window. Isn't, it, isn't that funny? Isn't that a funny emotion? It, it's exact same for me. It was, for some reason, it was hard to watch him just throw away all that effort and fear and hard work and danger they had to go through he's just throwing it away right yeah he's just and you know we don't know what kind of future he's gonna have i mean his parents won't speak to him what what is he gonna do he, he might want to hold on to it yeah yeah you know at first i thought well i'm just i'm just greedy i like money i wouldn't throw money away but there was some there was something more than that it was represented the time that they spent doing whatever they had to do to get the money yeah, it wasn't a trust fund kid where he's just throwing it aimlessly at parties and, you know, strippers. He worked. There was so much death that went along with it. Just felt like a waste. Yeah, pretty effective. And that was the opening scene, and we saw the credits after that. But we go right back to Hank's garage, Hank's uh, garage slash driveway. Walt's leaving and tries to call Skyler. This is right after they had their little standoff from the last episode. But Hank's already reached Skyler on the phone. And uh, so I guess, Kelly, our cat and mouse turned into, like, a desperate sprint. Yeah. You know, I, it was interesting how they both went to call Skylar, you know, and, and when Walt goes to find goes to call her and she's not available and he looks over and sees Hanks on the phone, he figures, oh, shit, he went for Skylar. Yeah. You know? H- Hank thinks he can save or sway Skylar somehow or, or use her to get his case further further advance yeah before we go off the scene i want to know your thought on that little car the little remote controlled car we've had uh um, marie run over it and now this kid was playing with it in the beginning and now he's playing with it now and walt takes off 
and I've never heard any theories on what that car is supposed to symbolize. Yeah, I wondered about that as I was watching again. I really did wonder about that. I was actually trying to attach something to the color because it was like a bright yellow car. Mm-hmm. It was a different color last time, I think, right when Marie ran it over. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it's important. Like Marie storming off and now, and now Walt's storming off. Walt, of course, doesn't run over the car, but it is interesting that it was there. Um, yeah, I've never heard any anything about it ever. I'd like to know what that's about. Maybe I'll look into that more. Maybe we'll hear about it in Saul. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but that th- that Chrysler 300 Kelly's going to get put through the fir- first of its many paces in these last few episodes as Walt zooms off to the car wash. Yes. Uh, but Skyler's gone. She's not there. She's meeting with Hank in person. Um, Kelly, what did you think Skylar was going to do here when you first saw this? Well, I figured, I, I did not, just like I didn't think that, uh, Hank was going to go running out to the pool party and, and, you know, start yelling. I didn't think that Hank was going to play his cards either. And I think, um, Skylar was hoping that Hank would be more sentimental or what is the word I'm looking for? Um, where he's feeling bad for her more than he's thinking that she's the devil. Yeah, sympathetic, maybe. Sympathetic, thank you. So, yeah, I, I thought the same, too. I think Hank kind of loses it. This moment kind of overwhelms Hank. He gets all excited, and he he lays too many cards down too quickly, and he frightens Skylar off. I think he could have won her over more effectively than he did. Well, when you, you know, they're just talking about it and then he's pulling out the recorder and, okay, you got to tell me everything you know in the middle of this Denny's or wherever they're at. Um, and, and Vince Gilligan and the writing crew spent months and months and months trying to figure out which way they were going to make Skyler go. Um, this was probably one of the hardest things that they had written for is which way is she going to go? Yeah, yeah, and then Skyler does end up shutting it down when he produces that recorder. Um, more of those fierce women protecting their turf. On rewatch, I I just remember thinking, wow, this was cool. This protection that she was showing. Yeah, I think she went to him over Walt because, first of all, she's racked with guilt. She doesn't have anyone to talk to. She's never had anyone to talk to, and also he is authority. He might be, you know, the goofy guy. But he's also the police, you know, and, and she's always been trying to go to the letter of the law for as much as she can, you know. So if he wants to talk to her, you know, I, I don't know. I was surprised in a way that, that she would go to him. Yeah. Yeah. Why would she even hold the meeting with him if she wasn't going to say anything to him? Um, well, I guess she didn't know why, huh? I'm sure he didn't blur it on the phone. Hank's. Telling Walt, telling her Walt's the guy. He's the, he's the master criminal of the past ten years. I need to have lunch with you. You probably didn't tell her that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. But um, he also shares with Skylar that the cancer is back, and I don't think she knew until Hank tells her right now, right? Nope, she did not know that. Uh-uh. But Anna Gunn really absolutely kills this scene. Her lip is quivering. She's. She's like 50% fear and 50% determination. It's just awesome. She did a great job. Yeah, she did. Definitely uh, award-worthy. And she gets out of it. She gets away from Hank. Um, you want me to talk to you, and I want a lawyer, and that doesn't seem like it seems right, so I'm out of here. She leaves him. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, I think he it was confusing for him because he's like, no, I'm on your side. Like, I'm here to try to help you. Uh, so I don't think he really expected her to respond like that. Yeah, I think he was outmanned by the by the moment. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. know what to expect, and it kind of overwhelmed him. Because you could see Hank back, backing off, too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Maybe you should talk to a lawyer eventually. He didn't know what to do. He was over overcome by it. Mm-hmm. All right, now we get to see Hugh and Kuby on the money. <laughs> they recline on that money like it's uh, the best bed ever. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. Kelly, how much cash got pocketed in the next 10 minutes of that storage room? Well, I'm sure. Well, hmm, I, I would imagine a lot. I mean, they, they, they want to they lay on the bed like an old couple, like an old married couple. It's, it's very comical. And I would have had to have laid on that money, too. Well, Huel starts it, and QB kind of reprimands him, like, come on, what are you doing? We're professionals. And he's like, ah, oh, what the hell? And he lays down to Bill Burr, man, got to love him. Yeah, because, you know, they were thinking about taking some of the money when he says, what did he say, nine, nine guys got killed in prison? All I'm saying. In two minutes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know they know how murderous Walt was, but come on, how much did they get? You know their pockets got a little bit heavier with money after that scene. Yeah. Um, you're never going to see that shed in, on Storage Wars. No. <laughs> no, that would be awesome. <laughs> they're, do, they're there to do a job, not channel Scrooge McDuck. That was another uh, great Kubiism. Um, so then we see Saul and Walt talking. Um, Walt's phone rings while he's there with Saul, and Saul tells him not to answer. Um, Walt thinks Sky and Walt doesn't know what Skylar's up to either. She, he thinks she may have gone to Hank to tell Hank everything. Yep, he's very angry. Like, she goes to him without even consulting me, you know, thinking that she's just going to, you know, play all her cards and narc him out. What did you think about Belize for Hank, Kelly? Do you think that was ever, there was ever a chance for that to happen? Well, you know, with Walt, there's no saying, and I was he was actually pretty more offended than I thought he would be. Um, you know, I mean, Saul's going to give him all his options. That's what Saul does. Yeah, it was surprising to me too, because Hank just busted his busted his ass out, knocked him out in the garage. Yeah, and and Walt says, "Absolutely no way! Are you crazy?" Um, I like how he says Belize, and Saul says, "Yeah, where Mike went." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. Saul does open every single option. He puts it all on the table. I guess that's his job. Yep. So next we see Huel and Kuby show up with the cash in the van with the tops off the, off the barrels. Um, and Walt takes one duffel bag and fills it up for Saul and the boys to take their expenses out. Um, and then he drives off to Tahajali. Kelly, did you go to Tahajali when you were out there? No, that uh, it's an Indian reservation, and again, it's difficult to find. But what was interesting about this scene is that this is the only time that we ever see the back of Saul's office. Um, and by the time they went to go film that, it was a bar with a mechanical bowl in it. So they had to actually use a grocery store. And that huge, you know, the Statue of Liberty thing is an undertaking in itself. Um, and I think it's interesting how... Kubi and Huel say, okay, well, we left the tops off, and here's all the money. We thought you'd want to see it. And uh, Walt kind of eyeballs it and says, yeah, good enough. And you can see the look that Huel and Kubi give each other, like, hell yeah, we got away with it. 
Yeah. So definitely pocketed it, some of it. Yeah, you wouldn't have to pocket very much to get a lot of money. Each of those little packets was ten grand if you picked the right one. Yeah, you see Kubi kind of stand up on his toes and kind of look at him like, hell yeah. So out at Tahajali, um, and Tahajali is where they, well, Jesse and Walt did their first cook, right, where they drove out. Was that four days out when they got stuck out there? Yes. Yeah, so it's way out. It's way out in the desert. And Walt buries this cash now like a frenzied madman. He's got no gloves. He's in the heat. And probably later at night, it was probably really cold. And he's got cancer. He's really, really pounding his body to get these big, big ass fifty-five gallon drum barrels buried. And what were yeah. there, six of them? Did, eight of them? He did that. He actually did that. They put sandbags in it uh, because it looked too light, you know, without it. It looked fake. So you know, you got Brian Cranston. I don't know how old he is off the top of my head, but you know, he's moving all those those barrels. And stuff. So, yeah, and it was freezing. It was one of the coldest nights that they had filming. Yeah, he's got. A, he's rolling them out into the hole. And they, well, first he's got to dig a hole in the hard pan ass desert hard rock with a pickaxe and a shovel, just right. trying to dig a hole, a hole that's three and a half, four feet deep for eight barrels or six barrels. Pretty pretty hard thing to do. And then he's got to roll the barrel and stand it up. Um. You know, I know a barrel full of water, if it's eight pounds per gallon, a 55-gallon drum with water in it weighs about 450 pounds, something like that. So with cash, I'm, I'm sure it's close. It's like several hundred pounds per barrel. It's not light. Yeah, that's what they were saying. That was pretty much the math right on. So that was it. The Marie shows up at the White's house while Walt's busy doing all this, and she talks to Skylar. Skylar lets her in. Um, and Marie wants to know that Skylar's on her side and innocent of all this. Like, it can't be true, right, Skylar? Uh, but Skylar just cries, and that's the door that Marie zooms through and starts accusing her of knowing it all along, even before Hank was shot, which is bad. That's bad for their relationship. It is, yeah. And, and you can see the guilt all over Skylar's face, you know, and finally this is all coming to a head. You know, she's had to keep this under wraps for so long. Yeah, and Marie even slaps her and grabs Holly and really bad, bad stuff. Now, then we see Skylar again protecting the home turf. She stands right up to her. This was super high tension. I know I watched this a couple hours ago and it was high tension just to watch it on rewatch. I knew what was going to happen, but having those two women fight over the baby. That was brutal, man. That's like that's like super intense. Well, I I don't know what Marie was thinking, thinking that you know she's just going to take Holly and off she goes. I mean, there's no way that Skylar was going to let that happen. And uh, they had to use a fake baby because obviously you can't be screaming like they were in real life. So they had to when they did the shots, they had to actually when the real baby was there, they had to whisper and make it look like they were screaming. Uh, and that, that slap to Skylar was fake, which that looked really real. So this was a very intense and difficult scene to shoot when you got an infant. Yeah, it did look real. Um, but Hank steps up. He intervenes. He's supposed to be waiting outside. Skylar won't let him in. But he intervenes. He kind of walks in and tells her, let her go. Let put the baby down. But, boy, that sister against sister, that was brutal. Yeah, and I, I was glad that Hank, you know, came to 
you know, got her to come to her senses. Because in a way, I was almost expecting Hank to kind of be like, yeah, we got to take the baby. But, you know, that would be a class felony kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't want, as viewers, we did not want to see Hank wrestling the baby away from Skylar. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we see a little bit more Walt digging and digging and breaking his back, getting these barrels put in place. But in an odd way, Kelly, that was pretty strong evidence of Walt's love for his family. I mean, that was not glamorous. That wasn't powerful Heisenberg stuff. It was just preservation for those who might get that money after he was dead. I thought that was a pretty strong tribute of his love to to his family. I do too. I mean, that's he's always done this, or he says he's only doing it for the family. But yeah, he, God willing, he wasn't going to let anybody get hands on that. In fact, he wouldn't let Hugh and Cuby even help him when they said, "Hey, we'll help you out there." He's like, "No, hell, hell with you." <laughs> yeah, I don't want where I'm burying this stuff. I wouldn't let them know anything either. Uh uh-uh. uh but he's literally doing the dirty work for for himself. He's doing the unglamorous dirty work. And he shows up back at home and he's all crusty and dirty. Um, but he's recorded that money's location with the most absolute genius method ever. Uh, he uh, puts it on a lottery ticket. That's just brilliant. That's just brilliant writing, man. It really is. Both, and, you know, for the Breaking Bad fanatic such as ourselves um you may already know this but the coordinates to that are actually to q studios yeah yeah but But, no one would ever guess that okay here's the coordinates on this lottery ticket it's just a freaking lottery ticket it's brilliant yeah it was absolutely um now walt just collapses he's he's just shot man he's just worn out so after five hours he wakes up and him and skylar finally get some honesty between each other and Walt just says, I'll turn myself in if you just keep the money. Just keep the results of my effort <laughs> after all this. Um, and Skylar asks how Hank found out. And then she goes really gangster, I think. Um, she's really become tough in this episode. She tells Walt that Hank has nothing on you. Stay silent and you, you probably will be okay. Um, but this family's really divided now, Kelly. Those two sisters are definitely, there's a rift. And Hank and of course, Walt, there's a rift. So this, this, this family's just chopped in half. Yeah, and I think it was important for Skylar, too, to make sure that she knew that Hank, that Walt knew um, that she didn't narc him out. Like, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Again, it was kind of an evidence of love, almost like Hank, Hank almost like Walt going through all that effort to bury the barrels. Right. Skylar's showing her love, you know, that they really did have some sort of a a strong bond underneath all this still. You're right. All right. Now we see Lydia and Declan in the Arizona desert. Kelly, what'd you think of Declan's cook site? I thought it was pretty good. I like the way that they have that old vintage truck, you know, parked over the hole. Like no one would ever really think to look there. I mean, it, it looked very ghetto compared to Walt and Jesse's standards. But again, he wasn't ever concerned and nor was the cartel concerned with the percentage um, so most of these cook sites just look pretty shitty compared to the ones that Walt and their super lab. Yeah, yeah, it was very ingenious, I think. Then another great, more evidence of great writing. But this answers our earlier question. If you, if you had it, I had it. Like, well, who's, who's doing all this cooking? It's Declan's crew. Um, but they suck at cooking, Kelly. They're, what, 68% purity? Not very good. Yeah. This is causing the problems for Lydia. 
Um, and Lydia is investi- investigating this. She goes down into the lab and she can see why climbing down the ladder into the buried bus, there's just dirt cascading down into that little lab. Um, I like this scene. It was, uh, it was Lydia trying to pursue her own answer to why this, why this meth was so impure. Yeah, I like the way she says, you know, it's filthy down here. And Declan says, Woody, am I mother? Like, you know, she's coming down there with her high heels and her red, you know, with the red heel, the red bottoms, you know, and, and she's Miss Classy. And, you know, this guy is just like, what of it? Yeah, the red Labotons. That was funny. So so let's let's recap this, Kelly. You tell me if I've got this right. So there was a thousand girls of meth. It got used by Walt up into the point where Skyler showed him that big stack of money and he quit. So that was like three months in after they had that money from the tra- or had, had that meth from the train heist. And now Declan has the rest of that meth, whatever's left of that big tank. Um, and this is soon to be confiscated by the Nazi dude. So the so while Lydia's down there, the Nazi dudes come and they wipe out the uh, the Declan gang. So how much methylamine do you think was left at that point, Kelly? Uh, I'm not anywhere near mathematical genius whatsoever. I mean, I, it looks like a little goes a long way. So whatever it was, you know, and Lydia, too, could probably get her hands on more maybe as she secures herself back in her position and the DEA kind of gets off of them. But do do you think that's the, that's the formula so far as that big tank of meth, a thousand gallons, Walt didn't use it all up and now it's in Declan's hands and he's shit cooking shitty meth with it. Right. Exactly. Okay. And so, sorry, they don't care. You know, they're just like, yeah, so what? So there's some crackheads not getting as sufficient of a high. Yeah, and so now Lydia has spun this new web of trouble because she needs the meth to improve. Declan can't do it, so Todd, helpful Todd, can get it up at least to seventy-four percent. That's what he was doing with when he was cooking. Right. So she wants that option, and she's going to have Todd take over for Declan, and that's that's kind of where we where we are at this point. Yeah, she's such a sheep in wolf clothing. She's so fancy and cute and small and professional, and she's always, you know, doing these really skeevious things. Yeah, and she can't see any bloodshed or hear any bullets getting shot off. She's like a she's like a little flower. Yeah, Todd has to cover her eyes and you know guide her through the what a gentleman you know over the dead bodies she just created. It was funny. The Nazi guys are like making fun of Todd. Like, oh, geez, can you believe this? He's like walking Lydia through the, the death scene. <laughs> but you know what about Todd is that there's one guy that's kind of groaning and still alive. And he says, hey, Uncle Jack, like he's always got an eye for things. And we'll see that later on, too. Like um, definitely very perceptive. Yeah, that was Declan. That was the Declan himself. Um, they give him one last shot to the head. Then we see Jack's we see a little bit about Jack's M.O., but um, this is the uh, the birth of the love affair between Todd and Lydia, I think. Right, Kelly? I think Todd's more obsessed with Lydia, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. it's a one-way love affair. <laughs> okay, so just like Skylar protecting Walt, Marie's protecting Hank now. All right, at least she tries to, but she's, a, she's kind of a purple idiot. Poor Marie. You know, I should probably go easier on her. If, she had, if Hank had listened to her, she's telling Hank, go right to the DEA, tell them everything. 
But if Hank had listened to her, he might still have ended up alive at the end. But he, he can't, right? He can't because if he turns everything over, that's the end of his career. A purple idiot. <laughs> she does wear a lot of purple. Yeah, in that scene, she was wearing purple in the purple living room, purple, purple everywhere. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I I really, you know, Marie, she means well. That's the thing is, you know, she's going to be very protective of Hank. She's seen him get shot. She's seen him get screwed over by the DEA. You know, she found out that Walt's a jerk and she, he's had all these panic attacks and all this other stuff, you know, and she's the ever devoted wife. So we got to, yeah, I agree. We have to cut her a little bit of slack. Yeah, but Hank, I mean, Hank's in between a rock and a hard place. If he reveals it was all under his nose, it was his brother-in-law, like Merkert had that problem, it was all right under his nose, it was Gus, his career would be over. Um, So Hank has his own little bit of Heisenbergness here, right? He can't give in to that. He can't just admit he was wrong and end his career. He has to kind of try to catch him. Um, so don't you think we all have some Heisenberg in us? Like Marie showing it now, she's toughing and up, toughening up, and um, Skylar's kind of toughening up. They're all showing a little bit of Heisenberg, I think. Yeah, I, you know, I have to say I really feel for Hank in this scene with, with his wife because, you know, he's like, I got to go in and tell these people that it was my brother-in-law. Like, he's going to be the laughing stock. Yeah. Even though he found out about Gus and was right, I mean, that that's horrible horrible as a as a uh, what is he asac yeah he's a big shot now and even if he wasn't a big shot he was just a regular guy before he's not gonna he's gonna risk his life not to be a laughing stock right uh so hank goes back to work gomi tells him about jesse tossing the money everywhere and just throwing his money away and hank goes to the jail to see jesse and gets a couple minutes alone in the room with him and but jesse's not saying a word He's just uh, he's just shut down. And Hank asked the two detectives for a try at him, and that's how this episode ends. I don't know. It's really amping up, and I think that roller coaster is only headed downward now at this point, Kelly. Well, first of all, those whatever those agents are, they're super annoying, and I don't like them. And I didn't like them before when they were bugging him at the hospital. But you know that uh, Jesse isn't going to say anything to Hank because Hank pounded his face in. He's not a fan of Hank. In fact, I'm surprised they would even let Hank talk to him, but I don't think they knew exactly his history with him. I think the Albuquerque detectives probably try to probably look up to like a DEA big shot like Hank, like, ooh, whatever you want. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's it for 510 Buried. Our next episode is going to be Confessions. Kelly, how do people find out about your fun facts? Well, if you're wanting to learn a lot about Better Call Saul as it's steadily heading towards us, um, Better Call Saul fun facts on Instagram, and then for a lot of the uh, webs or a lot of the articles and things uh, for full information would be Breaking Bad fun facts on Facebook. There's going to be a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards, and now that the critics have had a chance to review it, you know, before the public. A lot of them, or at least a few that I've read, are saying that it's as good or better than Breaking Bad, which is big words. Very big words, yeah. I have no doubt for me, I've never, never wavered that it's Vince Gilligan, it's Peter Gould, and 85% of the Breaking Bad staff. Uh, it can't be, it's got to be a winner. 
All right. So if you have any comments, you can tweet them to us. My tweet, Twitter is at Skating Tweets. And Kelly, what's yours? BRBA underscore fun facts. All right. I'll see you next time at 511 Confessions. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good.